Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 107 of the Audible Forum podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and they will roast coffee however you want it and then ship it to your door, and all you got to do is grind it up, brew your coffee, and love it. And I guarantee you'll love it. It's super good coffee. If you guys want to check it out, go to www.couchtowncoffee.com, find a coffee you like, and make an order one of the cool things about Couchtown Coffee is they're offering 20% off to anybody who's listening to this podcast. So if you want, check it out and save 20%. When you make an order, enter the code word Audible Farm. It ends up being cheaper than most coffees at the store anyways. So check that out and uh, let them know that Audible Farm sent you their way and you'll save yourself 20%. Thanks, Couchtown. This week's episode is episode 107, and I'm sitting down with Brian Noel Martinez, and Brian is the singer for Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy is a pop-punk band that is based out of the eastern Iowa area, and uh, they're awesome. If you love 2000s pop-punk stuff, uh, check it out. It's it's that, plus like the tiniest bit heavier. It's super good stuff. They just made a new music video for their new song that is titled, I'm Like Mankind in the Way That I Never Said I Quit. That's right. That's the whole song title. So we talk about all that in the podcast. We talk about the music video. We talk about uh, how Brian ended up finding these people and how they started Eugene Levy. Find out that he's a pro wrestling fan. It's pretty obvious based on the, uh, the song title there. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a great time sitting down talking with Brian, getting to know him. And uh, yeah, episode 107, Brian Noel Martinez from Eugene Levy. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Ah, hey, I'm sitting down today with Brian Noel Martinez. The uh, Noel is the easiest way to find him on Facebook is what we've discussed prior to the podcast. So we're going to leave that in there. It's Brian Noel Martinez. You are the singer for Eugene Levy, um, not the person, the band. <laughs> Everybody, uh, we've been asked a few times, like, so who's Eugene Levy? And they were like, no, nobody's named Eugene Levy in the band. It's We're named after the actor. <laughs> I, I think that's funny that people are like, so which one of you is Eugene? You know, or like, it's like, well, none of us. But did you didn't watch any like Canadian comedy from the 80s or what? Like, well, that, that was the funny thing was when Cameron joined the band, that was one of the first things. He was like, so when do I get to meet Eugene? <laughs> 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 like one of you guys actually had ties to him or something like that it's actually your cousin nobody knew this but uh <laughs> I, I wish man i wish how did you end up finding the guys from eugene levy and and um, starting so, the band or whatever so kind of what happened for sure was that uh so the band started from like the ending of my old band right so so i was i was in a band called exit emergency Okay. And we, we did a lot of stuff for a while, and then I knew that band was ending, and so I was already thinking, you know, what am I going to do next? What can we do next? And uh, the first thought was, well, my band Exit was really sad songs, and it had a lot to do about like my depression, and so I was like, let's let's flip that because there, there's more to me than just uh, writing lyrics about what's going on in my life. Let's let's try doing a fun band, and so I got a hold of my friend Nick Himes, who's I knew from other bands and whatnot. I actually don't remember the first time meeting him, I guess, because I was too drunk. <laughs> he tells me this, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Uh, but no, uh, 
I ended up meeting up with Nick Himes, and then we talked over a beer. And then uh, Brian Taylor, uh, our guitarist, I knew uh, from my old band Exit. And then uh, at the time, we had Brent. Uh, Brent was our drummer. And I met him through Nick. And that's kind of how that first version of the band started. Mm-hmm. And then we played like two or three shows, and we met Cameron, and I was like, hey, do you want to join the band too? Because I kind of just want to sing. Because originally I was playing guitar and singing at the same time. Oh, snap. And you I, play I guitar like, too? Yeah, I, I wrote for the first EP that we put out, I wrote all the rhythms. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And so I'm not just a singer as well when we're like writing songs, and I can get into that a little bit later. But um, for the first version of the band, I wrote like all the rhythms and, and stuff like that. And then we added Cameron in, and it, it definitely changed the sound in, like, a good way. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we, we got a little bit, uh, uh, like, a heavier sound mixed with, like, an early 2000s sound, and that's kind of what happened with him. But once we got added him, like, the main core people were in there. And now we got a, a new drummer. His name is Shane. I didn't talk about him on TV the other day. Oh, so no. I thought I'd talk about him today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. He was crap for that and i was just like oh man i'm sorry i was trying to figure out how to say his name <laughs> oh man I, f- I feel the same way about that too like i've done enough podcasts and things like that it's it's tough to remember every single thing you need to remember to get it all out there you know well and, and i feel so bad because like when, when we were playing shows uh i i would just say like thank you to all the bands who played tonight out, out of fear of forgetting a band like out of fear of like and so like now or if it, Whenever shows kind of commence again and we were able to do those, I'm probably going to write them, write every band name down mm-hmm. and double check I'm pronouncing it right because I don't want to mispronounce the name or anything. That's true. Uh, but, but, yeah, that's where my brain always is. No, I totally get that. Like, we played a show not too long ago in uh, Three Finger Betty, the punk band I'm in, and we were yeah. on a show with, like, seven or eight other bands. And then the singer starts trying to trudge through all the bands, and he's just like, thanks to these guys. And then he's like, thanks to these guys who was next and it's like that's why i try my best to avoid doing this if i can but hard, man. like at the at the last uh my old band the last exit show we i was naming all the bands and the lead singer of a band called moonlighting was in front and i completely missed their name no no and and, and everybody around them was like pointing at him and then like I, I was really drunk but i was like oh and i can't forget my friends in moonlighting yeah yeah uh, like it, it's so stressful trying to remember everyone's name and like but it's, it's a good time, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys have been doing a lot of promotional work lately, being on the TV and radio and all sorts of things like that um, for your... Up- it's, it's, I mean, that's for the... <laughs> you go ahead, what's up? No, I was going to say, it's all for the music video you guys recently yeah. did. And uh, <laughs> so what's it been like doing all these different promotional things? I mean, now you're on the podcast, but like I said, radio and TV prior to this. Really fun and stressful. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, like... Cause like this is the first time I feel like we've uh, put in work on a single, you know, mm-hmm. like like and not that like we didn't previously. Um, uh, nice candle, there's a candle there. Sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, essentially it's the first time we we actually have been uh, working with somebody to try to like generate some kind of hype for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fun because the video is is essentially me living out my childhood dream, man. Mm-hmm. Like. When I, when I was super young, I used to backyard wrestle with my cousins, and we were talking about this, and we would, like, do storylines and screw each other over for the title and do all these things, 
And nice. so actually doing it in like a video mm-hmm. has been really, it was so fun. Uh, and we owe a lot to it to our boy, uh, Emil. Our friend Emil is helping us like uh, put together like the ad campaign and how we're going to like push it as well as Joe Gibbs for doing the video. Like he did an amazing job with the video. That's awesome. Yeah, the uh, if anybody wants to look it up, go to YouTube and search Eugene Levy Band. It'll be the first return on there. And then uh, check out their new music video. It's titled, I'm Like Mankind in the Way That I Never Said I Quit. And uh, for people that aren't wrestling fans, you're probably just like, neat, interesting title. And uh, p- for people that are wrestling fans, we know all too well uh, exactly what that means. Mankind Never Said I Quit. <laughs> do, you, do you know which? Uh, do you know the match I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's the one where he, it's yeah, it's one at like King of the Ring when he got hit in the head with a chair like 900 times. I think it was like Royal Rumble 19. That's what it was. Something. Yeah. Because uh, I, I watched it before I named it because uh, I wanted to make sure I was naming it for the right thing, and like it was him versus The Rock. Yep. And gosh, man, and he was only supposed to get hit three times, I think. He agreed to like three chair shots, but he got hit like eight or something. It was nuts. Uh, yeah. If anybody wants to watch why there's so much um, prominence in the professional wrestling world and CTE and them trying to stamp it out, look at that match. That's why. Um, that match was brutal, dude. I mean, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and I thought it made the most sense for the song to just come about that. Um, and although he never said I quit, uh, it, it, the title also makes sense if you're thinking of like mankind as in like people. Yes. And, and and so I wanted it that way because it has like that deeper meaning with professional wrestling as well as like this other meaning to people who don't know professional wrestling. Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Not, I so mean, much fun doing that. <laughs> you know, that's actually one of the funny things because Mankind was a, a professional wrestler portrayed by Mick Foley and he wrote a book and it was, I mean, he a lot of his books were had titles that were like, the real world is faker than wrestling, you know, and things like that. So he always liked to show how the, you know, professional wrestling, as fake as it was, paralleled a lot of things in the real world. And I mean, he's probably one of the more intelligent, I guess, professional wrestlers in that, that aspect. Like, and he's like the nicest human being. Oh yeah, he loves Christmas. He's that kind of person who's just like a Christmas person, and and uh, but no, that that's and like naming a song after him was really fun because I was just like, this is like a great human being who did a lot for professional wrestling, and I just I just I'm a nerd for wrestling, so. Oh, that's cool. Uh, do you still watch wrestling at all now, or? Um, I I stopped for a while. Yeah. Um, because I felt like I, I didn't like the product that WWE was putting out. I just wasn't super into it, uh, but there's a newer company now called AEW, and I've been following that religiously. <laughs> oh yeah, and and uh, but I've been so much so I've thought about buying some of the action figures. You know, I bought <laughs> like the wrestling belt, the kid belt that they did, and it's in the video. But that one's not mine. It's actually Nick Himes, our bass player's, because he likes wrestling too. Oh nice. So, like, every every pay per view, I'm like, hey, come over to my house. We'll get drunk, eat pizza, and watch this pay-per-view. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Reminds me of being a kid, man. Yeah, and that's what makes it fun, man. Like, it's it's got that, it's it's very childlike to, like, watch it and just enjoy it. And and, AEW is doing a good job, I think. Um, Our our friend Sam Kester, who's in the video, actually, he's the manager of uh, uh, Dennis, who's the guy fighting the music video. Uh, He he, he would... uh, be di- he has a different opinion than me, but I love him. He's a beautiful <laughs> man. <laughs> so you said uh, Dennis was the guy you were fighting in the music videos, that? Yeah. yeah. Where, where'd you find him at? He's he's uh, 
I mean, like a big stacked dude you're fighting in the music video. You're, you're the second person that, like, can tell, like, his stature from the video that I know of. Like, that dude's a fighter. I was like, wondering, dude. Like, he's, a, he's a legit, like, I, I'm pretty sure he's a legit boxer. Um, and, like, and there's a part of the video where he's punching my stomach, and he's doing it actually very lightly. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, he's actually hitting me in the stomach, and I was like, this dude could murder me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I kept making jokes during the whole video shoot being, like, okay, I'm going to push you. Just know it's not serious because you could kill me. <laughs> you know, and it's, I was just joking with him, and, and he was so fun to work with. I think, honestly, I think his performance in the video really makes that video, like, I mean, like it's such a good performance that Dennis did. Uh, he he looks very serious. Like when you said he could beat you up, it's not it's not even serious. You like you could see it in his face a little bit. It's like oh, this guy could definitely just one punch me if he if he wanted to. The guy's insane. Um, I mean, I love the fact that you incorporated professional wrestling into the music video as well, not just the title too. You know, I mean, you went whole hog with it. I mean, it's not like it's not like you guys went pyrotechnics and the whole nine yards. Yeah. But it is some of the best production I've seen in a music video from an, like an Iowa band. So well, well, Joe Gibbs has always done great work. Uh, he's done, I believe, every video that Levy has done. He's done every one of them. Cool. And uh, with this one, the the fun part putting together like the match and everything, uh, we weren't sure what we were gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like we went in and and, we, and I had this basic concept of where I'm losing and then I win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's like, how do we get there? And we're not professional wrestlers. Like we don't, we've never gone to wrestling school. None of us did, and uh, we just made it up as we went. At the end, uh, at the end, there's a lot of things happening mm-hmm. because I was at that point. I was I was feeling pretty pretty good because I uh, I was drinking a, a good good amount of Bush Light, <laughs> and uh, we were just uh, I just threw out so many ideas, uh, and luckily they all made it in there. Even the the chair shot. Uh, uh, was so cool at the end because uh, the guy who actually does the chair shot I can't remember his name off the top of my head uh, but he actually owns that boxing ring in that uh, that place that we were at oh cool uh, and so it was cool because he got to come in with a chair and hit, hit Dennis and uh, gosh man it was so fun <laughs> so so fun <laughs> I'm like I've shot a couple music videos and I'm not like oh. I'm not like the best at shooting music videos, but I do it just kind of as something for fun just to see if I can pull it off. But I know what you're saying where someone's like, I've got this idea, let's shoot this. And then like when you come down to it, you're like, well, we did 58 takes of a three minute song. Like we got to cut some stuff out here, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would... and and what's really cool is Joe Gibbs did a really good job of like uh, just putting it together and helping us like push through that story. Because like I said, when we, when we got in the ring to do it, we didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, we just had to think about what we could do and what we could like, like, I don't think it's any surprise that like the parts of the video where like there's like contact are sped up and there's like flashes and those are uh, because like, obviously I don't know how to take a real hit or like take a bump or whatever. Um, but yeah, jo- Joe Gibbs really helped us like push through it. And like, uh, literally everybody in the video had so much fun doing it. And it, and I think that shows through it for sure. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I bet. I mean, it it really definitely shows that you guys enjoy doing what you're doing, and you guys have like an air of professionalism about you. But like, you can also tell in the music videos that you guys are just fun loving dudes, you know, and and enjoy yeah. you know the music that you're making. 
Well, and, and the the fun part was doing the uh, the the I, I would call it like in quotation marks the promo part, where I'm like talking with, uh, where I'm like essentially singing the song to Dennis, and it's like super like in your face and and it was so funny because at one time what I was trying to do while shooting that was seeing if I could make him laugh, <laughs> laugh once and obviously that didn't make the video but like I was just being goofy and and uh, man it, it really it really is me living like a childhood dream of being in a wrestling match and it's the closest thing i'm ever gonna get to like being a, a champion in wrestling so it's so fun <laughs> do you ever hit up any like uh independent wrestling shows or anything like that um uh i i haven't lately because of like you know coven things mm-hmm. but the cool thing was uh my my friend tj will uh he, he who was in the band moonlighting that i was talking about earlier and was actually the guy standing in front when that whole the whole story happened uh He's going to school right now to be a wrestler. Oh, cool! Like he, he's taking the time to do that. He's he's right now. I think he's under the name the name uh, Mason Reaper. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not like it's it's gonna be really cool. And so I I know a little bit about that dude, and it's so funny because right before we dropped the video, he messaged me and was like, "We should do a wrestling video." Uh-huh. And then like he texted me after the video dropped and was like, "I didn't realize you were putting out a wrestling video." <laughs> 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 uh, great, but, but great yeah. minds think alike, man. Um, but other than that, like he's my only dude that I know of, like on the independents or not. He's not there yet, but he's training to try to get into that. Mm-hmm. That. Um, but at, at one other time, uh, I don't remember what what it was, but at my hometown in West Liberty, uh, my friend Michael Torres and I went to like an independent wrestling match, which is where the song title "Use Your Body as a Weapon" was created. Oh, cool. Um, because I a lot of these stories are I got drunk and did this, but I was drunk while watching this match. And I just yelled, like, use your body as a weapon at the wrestlers. <laughs> and, and, like, some people gave me dirty looks, but I'm like, this is a good time. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. There was, so we have, like, two, I guess, two titles now that have something to do with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I used to love going to independent wrestling shows, even down there in, uh, like, Scott County. They got Scott County Wrestling. That's one of the promotions down that area. I always used to love making the long drive down there to go enjoy those shows. And I don't know, I've been a professional wrestling fan most of my life. And like you, I've kind of uh, steered away from it as of lately because the product is kind of odd. It's, it's, it's different. It's not that it's bad, but like I'm not a huge fan of the mixing the professional wrestling into a movie, you know. Yeah. And it's cool. It's something different, but it's it's also a little bit like I don't know about this, you know. And like I said, nothing against it, and uh, it's just is what it is. But I've been a wrestling fan on and off for years, and I used to go to all those local shows down in the Des Moines area, and they used to run them up here near Algona and stuff. So I totally get the love for professional wrestling and. Um, you know, I was actually going to ask you, like you were at, uh, like a, was it the Muscatine Boxing Club is where you recorded the video at? I believe so. Dude, that's, uh, that's, that's really cool. Like how did you end up finding a place like that to record it at? I mean, I'm sure. Literally everybody who was involved in that video minus the band, uh, was all found out like through Brian, our, our, not me, third person. I love saying that. (laughs) Brian Taylor, our, our guitarist, he, uh. Um, he found everybody, literally. Like, I, I told him, like, the rough idea of the video, let's do a wrestling video, and he understands wrestling a little bit, too, because he watched it growing up. And then he found all these people and, and did all the work for the finding them. Oh, it's crazy uh, cool. So I, I have zero credit in finding those people because I did not know them until 
the day of the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys think up the concepts for these music videos? Is it just something where you got like a really basic idea and you just throw it out there and it's like, yeah, this one, we could do something with this. And then everyone just kind of throws their hat in the ring and sees where it goes or. Well, I think like the first thing is like, uh, I think the majority of the pushes of ideas have come, I think from me. Cause like I, I write the, the lyrics or usually I write the lyrics. There's only been like maybe one song that I know of where I didn't write the lyrics for Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I usually take what it, what is like the spirit of this song, right? And then I think I'm a, I'm a very imaginative imaginative person. Like I I read a lot of comics, I read a lot of books, I do like things that kind of exercise my imagination. And I never really grew out of that like thing where I stopped thinking about these things. And so I, they usually come from my brain somehow because uh, I think about uh, our music video. Every band needs a Rivas. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, you know, well, we just kind of started with the question, what would we do if we won the lottery? Oh. And 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 because that's kind of the, the, what the song's about, right? And so, uh, mine was like, I buy a brewery, enjoy <laughs> <laughs> beer. Uh, Cameron's was, I go and buy all the guitars and and at at the shop. Uh, uh, Nick's, I think, was something like buying things off of Amazon. <laughs> putting things in his cart and then i can't rem- remember if brian had one or not because i haven't seen the video in a, in a while but yeah it just kind of starts with that basic thing so when it came to this one uh it was like all right let's do a wrestling video because it has a wrestling title and it's talking about like you know a t- take turns swinging at me uh so let's let's do a wrestling video and then we knew we wanted to do something a little bit different because a lot of the wrestling videos I've seen are 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 in a boxing ring like ours, mm-hmm. but they, but they don't have a lot of wrestling in them. Mm-hmm. Usually, at least what I've seen. Uh, besides, like the Wonder Years did one where there's like an actual wrestling thing going on. Mm-hmm. But um, it just kind of spurred from that, and then it's like let's do this whole thing with like bad guys and good guys, where the good guy somehow wins these belts. And uh, the belt, the the other belt that's not the AEW belt was actually a WCW belt, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was signed by a bunch of wrestlers like Kane and stuff like, and it was actually the fantasy football league for Brian. Uh, the, the other Brian, he has a fantasy football league where the winner gets that bell. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, and so they were, they were really nice to us and let us use the bell. Uh, and yeah, and it just, it, it was just a really creative idea. Just like, let's do a wrestling thing. Let's, and when we got there, it was just ideas started flowing and it was just, I don't know. That's just kind of where I, we just kind of make it up. I don't know. <laughs> it's not easy to come up with a concept for a music video. Like, regardless of how simple the concept is, it's it's not always easy because you have, like, three-ish minutes to tell, like, a, yeah. a small generalized story. Because you can't get too in-depth in that amount of time, but you got to get deep enough to, to give them something to go off of, you know? For sure. And, like, we already, like, we already have... There's one idea we have... I'm not going to, like, explain it, but there's an idea we had for a music video that we're still kind of keeping in our back pocket for, like, the right song or the right thing. And then uh, there's a song we're working on. I, I, right now we're just calling it a love song because that's what it is that I just recorded yesterday, the vocals to. And I already kind of have an idea flowing for that for that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of comes with the songs, I think. And, like, I don't know. It's, just, it's always fun doing a video and doing it with Joe Gibbs. Like, I can't shout him out enough, dude. That dude... Uh, he just lets me. He just lets us run wild. Uh, tries to make our vision, and and usually it's pretty chaotic. And then it somehow gets put together because he is just a wizard at putting it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Joe. Was it Joe Gibbs? 
Yeah, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Uh, I, think, I think on Facebook it's Joe Gibbs Photography. All right. Uh, but he, he also does photos. He's, he's done band promos for us, too. And like, I, I could shout out a lot of people right now. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's what it always is. Once you start shouting out people, you get... 10 or 15 in there and you're like well you forgot these people and those yeah, people and that's what and... i'm afraid of doing so i'm gonna try to keep it on, <laughs> on the same thing <laughs> you know i was thinking about um how you were talking about how you went from a band that uh was a little bit more uh i would say sad was like what you kind of described it as now you're playing in a pop punk band which are notoriously like upbeat and positive sounding um but i will have to say yeah. that pop punk music like lyrically is not always like happy-go-lucky you know yeah you know dancing elbows from side to side like yay you know like this is so yeah. nice you know even though it sounds super happy it's not always the happiest music so like was it like a nice easy smooth trans- transition for you to go from one band to the next or the the, the thing was so like my, my biggest fear with levy when we started was that people would come up to me after we played and go i like your old band better than your new band oof like, yeah you know, and it's just like scary to me. But but now I've kind of come into the fact that I've had a few people say that to me, and like it still means a lot to me that my music made enough impact that they they like something I did. You know, um, but uh, I wanted Levy to really stand on its own compared, and that's why like it was a very big switch lyrically on that at that time was to like let's show them that I can have a good time because like everything else was so sad, uh, and and w- in doing that I feel like levy kind of like stood on its own and uh and it set us apart from my old band very quickly uh and and that was the intentions for sure uh and that's what's so funny is because so now that levy's known as like this fun drinking band we're like switching back a little bit on the newer stuff uh-huh. which is which is kind of exciting because like now i can explore other things again because now levy stands on its own people know levy uh as its own entity and not an extension of my old band yeah, I will have to say like I've I've only I've only been in a few bands in my lifetime, but I have had like the unfortunateness of being in a band that was kind of like the second version of another band. And it's not like it's the second version, but they're close enough where people were like you would hear it at crowds like, "Dude, if you like these guys, you should have seen them 10 years ago when they were these guys." And it was like yeah. and it's I mean, I know they're not saying that to be hurtful or anything, but it's kind of like you're just kind of like, ah, oh, man, like it, it is, it's just one of those weird things. So it, it's so cool that you had the ability to create something that stood on its own. That was a completely original beast all on itself. And now you can use it as your like ticket to explore even more new stuff. Yeah. Cause like, cause like what it was is like my old band, when we finished our last recordings and stuff, I was playing in an open tuning. Like I was really into like, I think Midwest emo would be like the term. Okay. Uh, very twinkly open tuning stuff, and so what was really cool is like when we started this new when we started Levy, uh, I was like, well, let's go back to power chords. Let's go back to three chords, and four chords, and uh, bands that I love. Like uh, right now, I've been really big on Midtown again, but like just going back to like this early two thousand sound, and then and then it helped us set apart from that, and then going into like the newer stuff that we're doing. Uh, we we wrote you know I think two EPs and two songs uh, that are like centered around like having a good time and drinking, uh, and I felt like if we were to do that again, people would just get bored. I mean, I knew I was getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I mean, so that's why like the shift changed or like, why we're changing a little bit. 
Yeah, and I get it too, totally. Because like, if you start doing as a band, like just leaning so hard one direction, eventually you're going to become a caricature of yourself, you know. And like, and it makes me happy though that like, people associate Levy with drinking beer and having a good time. And that's like, and I think that should still be the like premise of the band. I don't think, although like the lyrics might get a little more serious, I think we should go up there and like still try to just look like we're having, the, or not even look, just just literally have the time of our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, man, I don't know, I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> Um, so the music video is available on your YouTube channel. Like I said, it's, it's easy to find. I'm pretty sure you can even, even just Google Eugene Levy band and the YouTube channels in one of the top searches. So, uh, it's definitely there. Uh, do you guys have any, or have you been playing any shows like since COVID or like, We, we, we played one, um, and, and, uh, I, I felt weird about it. The guy who ran it actually was, it was, it was an outside venue and everything. Uh, and, and it went really well, but I felt really weird about it. I, I just, I, and like, and I'm, I'm like personally hoping we don't play any more shows right now. I, I, I just, I just want to stay low, work, focus on, you know, writing music, putting out music videos and like just doing weird creative things, you know, I like f- that, that's what I'm hoping we can do. I feel like you're on the right path. There's like, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, there's only a few paths a lot of musicians can take right now. And that's. Uh, play because nobody wants to play and you're going to get easy bookings and easy money. Or the other option is to stay at home and work on what you're going to be doing when you can play. So like those are the two big options. And obviously the third yeah. one is just to be lazy and sit around, which I don't know. We all want to do that. And <laughs> I got to be honest, I'm pretty good at it, but like, <laughs> but seriously, well, I feel like as, as musicians though, like we have this like urge, you know, to like create mm-hmm. and, and like, I, I, I don't think there's a day that doesn't go by where I don't pick up the guitar or I don't like write down a word or like a phrase or anything. Like I'm always creating. And, and it's like, if we like, I don't know if, if if I didn't do that, I don't like, I don't think I could sit still, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And, and so like during this time that I'm at home all the time is like, it's been really good for my guitar playing (laughs) and, and and really good for my lyric writing because I'm just writing everything and just, doing as much as possible being doing as literally as much as creating as I can. And also the other guys are doing too in the band, they're just creating. And it's been, it's been a good creative time, I think. Yeah. It's good Um, that you're not squandering your opportunity during this too, to do that. Uh, I'm really thankful. And like right now we're finishing up that, that an EP. Uh, so I think two more songs to do for that. Oh, cool. So is, is this new song going to be on that EP? Yes. Awesome. Uh, uh, it, it, we have yet to figure out the title of it. We, because we have the collection of songs and what we're gonna do. Um, we have yet to figure out what it is. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a short title because all of our song names are so long. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made me so happy hearing you say the title of our song because I'm like, man, it's like a paragraph. <laughs> um, which is intentional as well. <laughs> um, uh, but oh, well, actually, even going into that, man, like, like there's a the reason I like long song titles. I just think they're fun. Yeah. Like, like I think of uh, like Panic at the Disco or Fall Out Boy songs, and like they all have these really elaborate song titles. Like our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we won't get sued. Mm-hmm. That and like and what what's so cool about the song titles is like you can say a little bit, like you can make them. Uh, 
about the song or as little about the song as possible, but just have this small piece of it work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... And, I was thinking about bands with, like, long titles, and, uh... God, one came to mind. Oh, like, Less Than Jake would, would have been one of them that did it back in the day a lot. They had, like, almost full sentences for titles, you know, and... And I, lo- I love Less Than Jake. <laughs> Dude, I but think that's... Go for it. (laughs) Well, like, the thing was, like, uh, I just finished up, like, it's really funny, because, like, going back to, like, putting out all this uh, promotional material for this new video, uh, while, although we dropped the song yesterday, I was in the studio (laughs) finishing up vocals, and so I didn't even get to, like, sit and enjoy, like, the the things happening. I had to go right back into, like, recording, Mm -hmm. and uh, we just recorded, or I just finished up the vocals for a song and this is going to be the name because I've said it on, on a couple podcasts. And I just love this title. It's called uh, "If There's a Guinness Book of World Records for Holding Grudges," or "If There's a World Record for Holding Grudges, I'd be in the Guinness Book of World Records." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a it's a fun title for like such an angry song. <laughs> Do you think it's like an easy transition? I guess I don't know your other band, but you think it was an easy transition to go from? Um you know, going from uh, what an angrier band would be, I'm assuming you guys did a little bit more, and I'm just, this is totally a guess, but I'm guessing yeah. a little bit more like, uh, I want to say yelling, but not quite screamo, or, but somewhere Actually, in... Like, uh, we were still like a pop punk band, kind of. No way! Yeah, uh, but we were just like, near the end of it, we were very, like, we were very modern pop punk kind of thing. Like, okay. We were taking a lot of modern influences, um, and my, my best friend was in that band with me, and we were just... Near the end, we were really influenced by the twinkly Midwest emo, and so like we were doing this weird like fusion of like emo pop punk thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so transitioning into this band was different because we were like, well, I was like, let's just go back to power chords, and that automatically made a different sound because I was playing these like open chords in the other band, mm-hmm. and so it made it very very different. Uh, the hardest part for me was like just trying to not right about being sad yeah <laughs> you know and, and now what's funny is we're going back to writing more serious stuff and like i'm i'm doing okay at 26 and so i'm like <laughs> what am i sad about or what am i mad about and trying to to hone in on those things and like it's kind of almost hard now yeah i mean i always <laughs> thought that too about like pop punk guys and I, I recall and i'm not trying to crap on any pop punk guys but i remember going to see goldfinger when they were like in their 40s, you know, or whatever, and they were, like, singing songs that was, like, these are problems kids have in their early 20s. Like, why are you still singing these songs? But at the same rate, like, they wrote it when they were in their 20s. But some pop-punk bands do have that thing where they're, like, in their 40s and they're still writing songs about, like, man, my mom's mean and she won't let me wear my favorite hat out, you know? And it's like, wait a well, second, like... <laughs> well, my, my favorite band's Blink-182 and they're, like, the kings of doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Like, they're talking about relationships. I'm like, dude, you're married. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, in all honesty, like, they could pull it off, though. They're good enough musicians, and, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I get it, though. It just comes along with the genre a little bit, I think, though, too. And I, I take a lot of influence from uh, this band called The Menzingers. Okay. Uh, they're, they're one of my favorite bands, actually. Uh, man, I love that band. But, like, I take a lot of influence lyrically from them because they – are older dudes, but they're writing about the problems they're having. Okay. You know? And and I and I like that because something because like now that I'm getting like I'm I'm 26 and I'm getting 
closer to 30 than I'd I'd like to be. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, like now that I'm getting closer to there, like it's, it's comforting to me that there's at least a band out there that's not writing about being in high school in Mm -hmm. their thirties. And it makes me go, okay, since I'm 26, I can write about being a 26 year old and not write about these other things, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and that inspires me a lot to just focus on, well, what's going on with me now? And like, what makes it different than when I was like 20 and Mm -hmm. like, uh, and so, yeah, like that band really helps, I think me get me to write about what's going on currently, as opposed to like being like, I love a girl and she doesn't like me, (laughs) (laughs) but in the same relationship for five years, (laughs) she's just sitting out the crowd. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I know, like, I was writing a love song and trying to take liberties with it, and I'm like, man, I can't write about, like, certain things, because, like, I've been in this relationship for five years, I can't, like, I don't want to lie, like, you know? Well, I don't know. I also think about it like a comedian, they're just like, well, I was at, you know, Taco, you know, John's the other day, and it's like, no, you weren't, like, I was down (laughs) at the DMV two weeks ago, like, no, you weren't, you know, but at the same rate, you're just like, just go along with it, suspend the disbelief for just a little bit, and go for it, you know, and... <laughs> and and that's something I'm trying to get into too is like being able to like t- tell a story that's not completely personal because I've I've always I guess had this thing about my lyrics where like I'm just personal enough to get you like to feel a little uncomfortable <laughs> and, and and just personal enough to like get you to like uh, get what I'm getting at I guess I don't mm-hmm. know my my best friend said that to me once I'm like that's kind of true <laughs> Do you think it's more difficult to like uh, would it be more difficult to sing somebody else's lyrics and still have all the emotional attachment? Um, well, yeah, uh, we did a song on our first EP called Sundays Are For Rallies. And it was the first song we released as a band, and our drummer wrote those lyrics, except for, like, the, I think the second verse. I wrote the second verse. But, like, I was able to connect with it. It was kind of interesting, because, like, because I told him, like, the concept were a drinking band, and he just wrote, like, this entire song, almost, like, the entire melody, too, I think. And, and just gave it to me. And I, for some reason, I was able... Like, it was the first time I was singing somebody else's lyrics. And I, I connected with it. It's almost like you find your own connection in it, you know? And it might not have been exactly what he was thinking of when he wrote it. But I was able to find, like, my own connection in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always nice, I think. Well, I mean, well, and actually, like, I think now is the time to say it. My girlfriend writes some of my lyrics for me. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad thing. Um, going back to comedians, Jim Gaffigan's wife helps him write some of his stuff and he's like one of the best. So, well, the thing is like, I'll be sitting there singing something and she'll be like, that's lame. (laughs) I'll be like, well, how can I make it not lame? And she's like, oh, well maybe try this. And I'm like, okay. Or she'll give me a word. And so like, she, she legitimately helps me write a lot of stuff because she hears something and says it's lame. And sometimes I don't want it to be lame and I think it's cool, but it definitely helps me a lot. Like. For sure, because she really shapes it. Like, even yesterday, going to the studio, I was, like, finishing up some lyrics, and she was definitely helping me. Like, a specific one was uh, uh, dreaming over breakfast and coffee. I needed a, wor- a-, a word that rhymed with, I think, me. And then mm-hmm. she's like, well, what about, like, dreaming over breakfast and coffee? And I was like, that's cool, man. I'll put that in there. Nice. And so things like that, you know. She- she's definitely smarter than me. <laughs> that's why they're called the better half. No, I don't. <laughs> oh man, so uh, let's see here. What else we got to talk about? You oh, freaking guitar! You played guitar. Did you play in your? Did you play guitar yeah, in your last yeah. band? Uh, no, uh, in, in, in my last band. So, 
So uh, I started as a bass player, actually. Um, my best friend, uh, when we were kids, he was like, hey, get a bass so we can start a band. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> my uncle bought me this bass, even though he had to call his uncle, or his, I think it was his cousin, and he was like, I don't want to buy him this bass and have it sit in the closet years later. Uh-huh. Uh, and so my uncle bought me like this shitty $300 uh, bass, which I still use and have to this day. Nice. Uh, uh, but like that kind of started my journey on playing bass. And then in, uh, hit my best friend and I at the time would sing in our bands together. So like I, I tried to learn how to sing. I don't think up until recently I've kind of learned how to sing. <laughs> dude you're, but, you're leaps and bounds better than anything i could do so don't worry about it <laughs> uh, but uh um yeah i mean I, I started on bass and then uh for my old band exit emergency we we uh uh we went through a lot of member changes and so uh my best friend thomas and i would just write everything so i would write all the rhythms and uh originally i played guitar in that band and started singing when i didn't feel comfortable and people just thought i should <laughs> it, it's so nice to hide behind a guitar singing i like it's still scary for me just to sing without a guitar but uh yeah i wrote guitar all the rhythms for that band and then going into this new band i was like all right i'm gonna keep writing rhythms and stuff and like i even help sometimes with the songwriting and and like stuff or like uh cameron always puts his own spin on it but i'm like maybe we should try something like this chord uh this uh it's not chord well it's probably chord structure and then i'd be like oh well let me try this with it and so like in our songwriting, I play like a a, a good part, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I love playing guitar. I just recently was able to buy a new guitar because I used to own a Epiphone Les Paul mm-hmm. that was like I think a three hundred dollar guitar, uh, and uh, Brian, who's actually the guitarist in our and in, in Levy, he accidentally broke it. Oh no! Uh, uh, he, he like like the strap block failed and he like busted the neck a little bit, uh, and then so uh, just recently I was able to buy like a. Uh, it's not a Fender. It's whatever the off-brand Fender is, but it's a uh, it's, Squire. It's, uh, yeah, I think it was a Squire Telecaster. Cool. Um, and, and and I've always wanted a Telecaster, so that was that was cool. Mm-hmm. So no, and I I love playing guitar, even though I don't get much past like power chords and and whatnot. That's really. I mean, I am case in point evidence that that's based the basis of all you really need. To be honest, I mean. I mean, I do go a little bit deeper than that, but I lean hard on the power chords, and it works out pretty well. Well, and, and like I know how to make like bigger chords and things like that, but I just, I don't know, man. Something about a simple power chord, uh, like works. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it comes back to that like pop punk. That's what a lot of those guys were leaning on too. You'd have one dude playing rhythm, just leaning heavy on power chords, and the other guy might be doing like open chords and a little bit of leads or something, you know, and. And, and and that's what makes it just so fun, man. Like, and and Cameron's really cool because he he brings like this uh, this more metal background, so he'll play some like bigger chords sometimes, and it's always it's always good because he takes what what I'll give him and he'll make it his own, and then we put together whatever a Levy song is, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's pretty wild that you like you play guitar, but not in like not really in either of the bands, you know, that you were in. Yeah, well, like, I did, I, I always do at the beginning, and then I'm, like, uh, and, like, I just think there's a different, uh, it has to, has a lot to do with, like, stage presence, and, like, when you're, when you have a guitar, you're confined to, like, this space, because you're just singing into a microphone that's on a stand, and if you, and if you're just singing, you can actually move around, um, and al- al- although that terrifies me, 
<laughs> Dude, I guess I never thought of it like that. Like, um, it's cool to see people doing it all, you know, playing the guitar and the leads and standing there and singing. But the microphone, if you're playing guitar, you can't move the microphone. No. No. So. And you, can't, you can't, if somebody's singing, you can't, you know, put the microphone in their face because you're sitting there playing guitar. True. And so, like, the logic was I saw all the pop punk bands that I was liking at the time, uh, and they're all older now which makes me feel really weird yeah <laughs> at the time they were like new and and like the hot thing and um and i used to, they were all just singing and they weren't playing guitar and so i was like maybe i should try that and 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 it still terrifies me yeah <laughs> I, I like i i hate it because like right before we play i'm always drinking like a beer really quickly and i'm not facing the crowd until we start playing <laughs> <laughs> but but once we hit that note like like I feel like a lot of musicians, once you get your first note of the set, it's like just something switches and you're just in, in you know, show mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dude, definitely. When you get on stage, it's like you forget everything else that was going on. You could have the most important pressing things to take care of. And as soon as you're on stage, it's that's what you got to think about, you know, otherwise it's just not going to happen. So it's kind of fun yeah. to have that ability. I was listening to a podcast not too long ago and somebody was talking about that. And they were like, oh, yeah, I mean, this bad thing happened. I think somebody in their family had died. But they were like, well, I mean, you, know, just, you just go on stage and you do it. And as soon as you're out there, you forget everything ever happened. And then, I mean, when you're done, you go back and you're like, oh, this, this sucks again. But at the same time, like, that's a nice escape to be able to go up on stage and do that, though. As terrifying as it is. Yeah, well, like, well, the reason I say terrifying is I just think not having a guitar is, is terrifying while, you're, while I'm singing mm-hmm. or talking. Because it's like I can't make noise. So if, if people are tuning, I have to talk. Yeah. Like, what do I want to talk about? Like, so the, the the show we did, all I did was talk about my dog because I just got a dog. So so that's literally all I did. On stage. <laughs> I think people enjoyed that. Like, like I was just like, man, I have a dog. She's somewhere out there. I'm worried about her because she's not pooping. But <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh my gosh. So you don't have too many upcoming shows then. I'm, uh, we kind of sort of covered that one there, and uh, that's going to be the way it is. Uh, if anybody wants to check out anything Levy, I'm going to say it again. Go to the YouTube and check out that music video. There's other music videos there. You guys are one of the very few bands that has been consistent with making and putting out music videos, and I really appreciate that because, let's all be honest, that's time and energy and money out of your guys' pocket for free entertainment on our end, and... Uh, I got like I said, it's if it's not enough that you and other bands are putting their music on like Spotify and things like that, like now you're making music videos for everybody for free. That's so cool. I mean, it's so cool. And I, the thing is, like, I feel like people want a visual medium. Like, yes. They, like, yes. Like they they want that visual, and like what's cool is you get to express, you know, other other things like the Reboss video. We got to like you know, make up the story about living our, our mini dreams about winning the lottery. And, uh, and this wrestling one, like I said earlier, like I literally got to live a, a little kid dream where I wanted to be a wrestler mm-hmm. and like, we get to do that. And like, what's cool is like, I think it, it resonates cause people can feel that. And like, it gives them a deeper connection, I think to the songs, like, cause the videos have just a sliver enough about like the videos are just, just the right amount about the song or like have to do with the song. Mm-hmm. And so it gives it like this deeper meaning. And man, I, like, I know I love videos. Every time my friends drop videos, I'm always on it. Yeah. I really love watching them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, as far as audible farm goes, I made a YouTube playlist and I've been tossing 
music videos in there from Iowa bands when I find them. So if there's any Iowa bands with music videos, send them my way. We'll pop them in the playlist. I just put yours in there uh, yesterday when it dropped. So Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. You know, it's also fun to see uh, people put out music videos, do the promotion for it. And then, um, I mean, obviously, like, I've got my own YouTube channel and my own podcast and stats and all this nonsense to check out. But I was, like, peeking at other people's stats. And uh, you guys are... Not quite, but you're closing in on a thousand views in a day on that music video on YouTube. That's good. That's I mean, good. I, the, like, like I have personal goals, and mm-hmm. my personal goal is always a hundred. Is the first goal. Mm-hmm. Once we hit a hundred, uh, usually a hundred is in a day. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to streams and things, and then like my next goal is a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually, like we usually we get there, and which is really nice and awesome. Like anytime, like my video reaches reaches a thousand, or one of our videos reaches a thousand, I'm like. Okay, we did it. Mm-hmm. People like it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and and I, I was I was checking on that living local, like the specific, like because we did that uh, TV thing with the living local, and I was I was viewing that based off of like other like things they shared, mm-hmm. and and I was really flattered to see that it got a lot of shares and it got a lot of views uh, compared to like other ones, and it just kind of like goes to show like how. Uh, how awesome like the Eugene Levy family is and the people who support us are because like I like the view I think the views like if I watch that video a thousand times it's not going to show up Mm -hmm. like it has to get to new viewers and it has to do that and like they share it and and that's what makes me so stoked is just seeing like all the homies share the video and and seeing people like enjoy it (laughs) yeah uh and it, it shows that we're 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 having fun and people are along with the ride along for the ride, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that is honestly one of the most important things is to have fun because let's be honest, if you're doing all this stuff and there's, there's this, um, small amount of fame and fortune and glory that you're getting, but no, no, nobody's having fun. Then it's kind of like all for nothing. Then honestly, well, my thing is like, if I can make money off people, if, if, if people for somehow, I don't want people to ever put me like in a, in a fame sort of mindset. That's why, like I, I, I prefer the term like uh, Eugene Levy family instead of like fans. Like I don't I don't like that barrier, um, that concept to me. It just it it's uh, I'm I'm not better than anyone, you know. Just because I, I write songs, like, there's nothing about me that makes me I I think unique. I'm I'm literally just like all the homies who like bands. I'm just creating some stuff, and so it's like, I, like that's why I kind of break that down. I'm just like I just want people to be my friends and be a part of the Eugene Levy family because mm-hmm. like. The idea of fans doesn't make any sense. I well, it does, but like it doesn't to me. <laughs> no, I I totally get it too, and I'm sure like I, I won't speak for you, but I've been on both sides of that too, where like you go somewhere and you really want to like just hit up like whoever's playing music somewhere. You're like, hey, what's going on? You know, and like I've been on that side where like somebody has treated you like a fan and they're better than you, you know. Um, but I've also been on like the side where it's like I've also put the people up on the pedestal myself and been like, "Hey, it's so good to meet you. You're so good at this." And they're like, "Nah, it's all right." And they're like, "No, seriously, it's so good." You know, and they love hearing that. But like, also, you can't really put them too much on a pedestal. Otherwise, you otherwise you as the fan are like creating this separation that didn't even exist well, in the first place. That's what makes it so hard. Like I met when I met uh, Chad Gilbert of Newfound Glory. Like I geeked out. Oh God, I would have too. He's one of that's one of my favorite pop punk bands. The dude is like, 
the dude is one of the best like guitarists for pop punk. Oh yeah. He just creates these riffs and I'm like, this is amazing. And I want to be you when I grow up now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, like, and like I met the singer emotion city soundtrack and it was so hard for me not to like, uh, you know, geek out to that guy or, uh, there's a band called microwave and, uh, I, I don't know those guys like super personally, but I know them. Like, uh, like I've been, I recorded with the. I think he plays guitar for them, the guitarist of that band, and so I know them. And they've stayed at my house before, but like I still like kind of have like this fan thing to it because it's like their music is so good, and they're like touring and doing really big things mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatnot. But I, I think I think a lot of the like DIY culture of uh, touring really broke down like that idea to me. Because, like, for a while, we were just having bands nonstop stay at our house. And it was like, oh, like, they're just dudes like us who need a place to stay when they're on tour. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely. Man, I, I, I miss that. <laughs> dude, yeah, I mean, I, I had a couple friends of mine that were really into that scene as far as, like, uh, the independent touring bands and trying to give them a place to stay and kind of just hanging out with them and... and uh, you know, just being friendly with them. Cause like, let's be honest, if you're a touring band and you're just in the middle of somewhere, you have no clue where you're at it. Just having somebody be nice and give you a place to lay your head for the evening is pretty awesome stuff. So, and then and you can build somehow lifelong friendships in the amount of one night. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, okay. Oh man, I have so many people, I have friends in Colorado that I know I could stay at their house. Like if I'm out by them, and same here, like, they, if they're out here, like, my house is always open to those people. And, like, I just love that, dude. I have, I have so many friends I get to get to see maybe once a year. <laughs> oh. Even less now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, like, the the cool and not cool thing about it is, like, you have to live your life knowing these people sort of just through social media. But even then, like, had you never met them, you wouldn't even have them on your social media. So it is kind of cool to have that. And, uh, I mean... I like I said I've I've been through different like scenes I've been like I did the independent wrestling thing for so long and I've got so many guys on there that like either used to be independent wrestlers or still are and like watching some of them I don't want to say grow up but watching some of them like you know become men and get married and have you know kids and a wife and a family it's kind of cool to see that as well as like uh to see the younger guys still out there wrestling and seeing where they're going and what they're doing so um you know like I said making those friendships is uh it's a lifetime, like you said, lifetime thing, and you could just barely know these people, or they could just come through town like once every few months, and you'd be like, "Ah, I know this guy," and they know you, and they they're always friendly with you. So it's really cool to have that, and uh, you know, even as far as that, it seems like you guys and Levy have that as well. You guys seem to get along pretty well as far as a band and things like that. So uh, we were talking lineup changes earlier. I mean, you know, I know, everyone else knows lineup changes aren't easy, and it seems like you guys got a pretty you know, stout lineup and it's, it's stuck, you know? Yeah, man. Well, and, and, and the, the vibes, right. Uh, uh, having Nick Himes back because Nick Himes left for a little bit has been really awesome because he found the idea of whatever Levy was going to become. And like, it's just a good time, man. Like we all just love beers. Love, uh, some of us love wrestling a little bit. And then we all just kind of like en- enjoy creating whatever, whatever Levy is. I don't, I don't want to put a box on it. Cause I don't want to keep myself from creating something that like whatever Levy's going to do, but like whatever Levy music is, we're, we're, we're doing it and, and it's, it's always good, man. I love all those dudes. Dude. Uh, I, I, you know, we've got just about an hour in here. Is there anything else you want to cover while we're, while we're still sitting here? Uh, it's, it's, 
I feel like we've covered so much. We got your new music video. Uh, if anybody hasn't found it and you don't want to type in the entire, you don't have like 30 minutes to type in the entire title on YouTube to search it. Uh, just search <laughs> Eugene Levy Band. Uh, click on the YouTube channel and it's right there. Uh, the title of the song is I'm Like Mankind in the Way That I Never Said I Quit. And uh, dude, dude, like I said, it's, I love everything about it. I love pop punk. I love professional wrestling. And it's just a, a recipe for awesomeness for me as far as I'm concerned. So I really dug the new tune. I dug the new vi- video and everything. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, is there no upcoming shows? So make sure you watch that music video and uh, go to Facebook. I'll have the everything in the description go to facebook and give them a like so when they do have a show you know where to go um yeah man i i guess like the only thing i can think about like talking about is like uh the the newer stuff we're doing is is uh changing like i said a little bit like earlier songs were all about drinking and having a good time which is i think the core part of this band and it will never i will never shy away from that um the newer stuff we're writing is just a little bit more serious and kind of about like what's going on and in my world or like kind of somebody in our band's world and just kind of like expanding upon that, like uh, the, the new single we just did and the, the mankind song, which I, I can't remember what we have a nickname for it. I think we just call it mankind. Cause mm-hmm. you don't want to say the whole title, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the best part is seeing those on set list. Cause we have to shorten them cause they're not going to fit. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, it's been cool. Cause like with that song, I, I really, really got to explore, uh, uh, just the way life has been, I think, you know, mm-hmm. I, I even addressed like, uh, the second verse was really fun to write. Cause I addressed, uh, growing up, getting food from churches Oof. and I didn't, I didn't realize people, uh, and it, for, for me, that was the norm being really young uh, up until I was about 12, I was getting food from churches and then realizing that some people hadn't experienced that it was weird. Yeah. Oh, and like just different, not necessarily weird, but different. And so that's what was just so fun about this song is like we got to I got to explore like some of my younger years as well as like just, uh, you know, life. And that's that's yeah, man, I love it. I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good tune, dude. It's a really good tune. Uh, I I dig (laughs) everything. I dig everything you guys are doing. Um uh, like I said, I'm sorry I'm a little late to the party on the music video. It, like by the time this podcast comes out, it's already been released, and like I said, it's it's cl- nearing a thousand views uh, after just 24 hours, uh, as of the time we're recording this. So uh, you guys already did radio promotion and TV promotion, and and now you got another podcast under your belt here to uh, talk to. Um, you know, I I, I talked to Cameron previously he was such a cool dude now you're such a cool dude i've never seen you play live that's that's like my new goal uh, if not for 2020 now for 2021 uh i gotta see you guys live sometime if nothing else you know book a show with you so i was gonna say we gotta play a show together then <laughs> it's the easiest way to guarantee it's gonna happen <laughs> the only way you get, you get to see levy now is if we book a show together that's the only way all right well, Allowing you to come to a show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drive all the way to Eastern Iowa, and it's like, no, you're not on the show. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, do you guys got? I, I know, I know. This podcast has some merch. Do you, does uh, does your band have some merch? Yeah, yeah, we got some merch. You you have to float that my way, man. I'll have to see when I, whenever I get paid next, so I can scoop something up, man. Like my my favorite thing to do is uh, uh, push up all the homies while while we do it. Yeah, dude. Uh, 
Uh, like in the music video for Revoss, I wore my friend's band Manhattan Blockade. Yep. Which if you haven't heard of them, they're so fucking good. They're such a good band. Uh, and then in the music, current music video we just did, uh, I was repping uh, the Boys Loves Blind. Mm-hmm. Sick band, such a good band. Right now I'm repping the Boys in 5 a.m. Oh, cool. So so I need I need to get one one of the uh, one of your band shirts so I can rep it. Dude, I'm I'm all about it too. I mean I've I've got. I've got a band shirt on too, Blue Ribbon Ramblers, you know. So, I'm all about it. I love having band T-shirts. I mean, I've got to rep homies, man. Dude, yeah. I mean, if some of it is like, uh, if we don't support them, you know, if if your peers won't support you, then it's kind of a rough game to be playing. That's just kind of how I feel about it. So, um, yeah, man, well, and it's like we're all just creating, man. Like, I, I don't think there's such a thing as like another band being better than another it's just like we're all just creating so let's let's uplift one another and like just put like the more we push each other up the better it's going to be i mm-hmm. think um and so like as many times as i can i try to rep all the homies and, and just get hype yeah yeah that, that was one of the things i loved about the pop scene or the pop punk scene as far as like the early 2000s there was ton of tons of that going on you'd always see like there's five guys in this band and there's they're all wearing somebody else's shirts you know and like I always loved that, you know, and I felt like Iowa was big enough uh, as far as musically where if, like, if everybody that was in a band, like, joined together and then just, like, picked one band out and been like, those guys, they're the best. And then we all just, like, leaned as hard as we could on them and been like, this is the best band in Iowa. We could easily, I feel like, lift a band out of the ashes and just present them to everyone else in the United States or beyond, you know, and be like check this out you know this is something really cool coming out of town i feel like that's what the eugene levy family did for us with the bayside contest Mm -hmm. like i have you i don't know if you're like familiar with that at all no um uh so we did uh like i talk about this a lot but it's because like it truly showed me a lot about how like our friends and family and everyone just really supported us was uh oh man i gotta get a drink (laughs) or uh so, so Bayside, when they released their record, uh, I believe it was in Terabang. Okay. Uh, that was a, either a song or that was the name of the album. But anyways, uh, they were going on this tour, and it was a smaller venue tour, and they released a contest where it's like, oh, if we're playing your city, we're going to have a battle of the bands where like you post your song and people vote for you. Um, and so since there wasn't any in Iowa because – Nobody likes Iowa except for Iowans, which is me. I love Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, there was a Chicago date, so we like put our threw our name in the hat because why not? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we were uh, like maybe the only Iowa band going for the Chicago date, and so we had like a bunch of people roll out and vote for us. Mm -hmm. Like and and it like and it was like a daily thing. They would wake up and we'd post it, and then they'd vote for us again. And we beat out, like, a bunch of Chicago bands. And some of those bands are, like, really good and, like, bands that I enjoy. Um, and so that really showed a lot to me, man. Like, I'll, I'll never get over that. Like, uh, being able to play a sold-out show in Chicago with Bayside. That's and, awesome. Like, it all, and it had, like, it had to do with our music, yeah. But it had more to do with, like, the people who, like, supported us. Mm-hmm. And, like, we owe everything to those who support us, literally, um, whether they stream us once a month or all the time, we owe everything to them, because we w- we wouldn't be able to like do things like that or 
print new merch if they didn't buy merch already. True that. I mean, yeah, otherwise you're playing empty bars and, and making merch that nobody's buying. And yeah, I mean, it'd be a rough game if nobody came. So, And, and so we're really, really lucky because like, we just got so many people backing us. And, and hopefully we're, we're doing right with them and, and, and uh, helping lift up our other homies in the same, same thing. You know? Dude, I think you guys are doing a great job. You're doing great things over there in the, the Eugene Levy camp. So keep it up. That's all I got to say. Um, is there anything else you want to add to this podcast? We've eclipsed an hour. That is, that is the way you do it. Um, I, can't, I can't think of anything else other than uh, um, you're beautiful. <laughs> Me personally uh, or all the listeners? <laughs> you are beautiful. Woo! Yes, if you're listening to this, you're equally as beautiful, especially if you made it to this point. Yes. Ramble this long. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, man, th- thank you so much for letting me be on this, man. It means a lot. Uh, I saw Cameron's, like I said, I, l- I listened to Cameron's inter- interview, and I was like, man, I'd like to do that. And then I then I got a message, and I was like, oh, man, I get to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I mean, I saw you guys posting the new music video. I'm like, I got to talk to somebody about this. And I already had Cameron on. I was like, Cameron, who should I talk to next? He's like, well, hit up Brian. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Like, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah other than that, man, like, uh, 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 sh- shout out to to all my friends. I would name every single band, uh, but I can't because then I'll miss this band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> except I will say, uh, be on the lookout for a band called Say Days Ago. That's okay. Like my best friends and uh, and they, I've heard their new EP, and it's amazing. Uh, you haven't heard their new EP, obviously. <laughs> Nobody has. But God, there when they when they drop, just be ready for Say Days Ago. <laughs> all right and be ready for some new levy and uh, yeah man uh my also if i can shout out another podcast is that allowed yes yes okay uh my my friend uh my friend michael i i helped him start it but then he did it because i didn't do anything for, with it so it's pretty much his podcast my friend michael torres does one called beers, beers with, with bands. bands man i've hit him up and and and, and I, I, have, I have deep love for my boy michael so check him out. He, he talks to some random bands, and he even talked to a band called Charlie Siren, which hasn't been around for a minute, but they were a band from Minneapolis that has my heart. I love that band so much. Uh, but check out check out that, and then obviously all the bands I've said. Uh, man, I wish there was another band I could think of right now off the top of my head, but those are the bands immediately I've been drinking, so if I forgot your band, just know I love you. <laughs> and, uh, but no, uh, thank you so much for letting me be on here, man. Dude, and, dude it has uh, been amazing. It's been fun to talk to you and get to know you. Um, you know, like it's not always easy to to talk to people about you know a band you've never seen live or somebody you've never met like this. You know, and but it's it's good to meet you. Um, but stick tight. I'm gonna talk to you after I end the recording. But uh, tight, tight. yeah, man, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, baby, there you have it. There's another episode in the bank, episode 107 with Brian Noel Martinez from Eugene Levy. Check out that music video. It's tons of fun. We discussed it a little bit in the podcast. And uh, if you, like I said, if you like that early 2000s pop punk that a lot of us grew up on, check it out. It's uh, some of my favorite stuff. I know that for sure. Hey, while you're cruising around the internet, make sure you also check out all Eugene Levy's links. They're down below. And uh, while you're also checking out other links, if you want to check out anything Audible Farm, go to audiblefarm.com. There's links to everything there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, places you can listen. You can even listen directly from the website if you want to. There's also links to uh, some of our partners and and other 
organizations that do things kind of like we do here and support the music scene. So check it out. Everything's at audiblefarm.com. We have video clips available of the podcast on our YouTube channel. Check it out, youtube.com slash audiblefarm. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another video. Also, uh, the YouTube channel, I have remodeled it a little bit, so it should be easier to find everything that you need to find there right from the front page of the Audible Farm YouTube channel. So check that out. Don't forget to subscribe if it's something you like. And uh, I appreciate all of our recent subscribers. We've had quite an influx of subscribers. So shout out to all of you guys. Y'all are the real heroes. Also, while you're cruising the internet, if you need some Audible Farm merch, go to shop.audiblefarm.com. There's links to all of this down below. You can find all of your Audible Farm merch that you could ever want. Or at least there's some merch there anyways. There's t-shirts, there's hoodies, there's stickers. We're uh, debating getting more of a few different types of merch. So so check it out. Shop.audiblefarm.com if you guys are interested in any Audible Farm merch. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what we got for you this week. You guys got to check out that music video by Eugene Levy. It's tons of fun. I will be back next week with another episode. So uh, shout out to Brian for uh, joining me on the podcast and Eugene Levy for doing an awesome job on that music video. Also, huge shout out to everybody that's been listening to the podcast week after week. If you're a new listener, scroll back and find something else. I'm sure there's somebody else you know in the previous episodes. So uh, shout out to all, all the people listening this week. If you guys are interested, check out those past episodes. Otherwise... I gotta say thanks to Couchtown Coffee for supporting us every week. If you guys are looking for some coffee, check out CouchtownCoffee.com. There is a promo code in the intro if you fast-forwarded through it. So check that out. Otherwise, I'm out of here. We'll check you guys next week. Peace.